Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 357 for the 20th of Cheshvan in year. Uh, today, the 20th of Cheshvan, for those of you, a little trivia for you guys, uh, otherwise known as Chav Cheshvan in Hebrew, is the birthday of the fifth Lubavitcher Rebbe, that is uh, Rabbi Dov Ber Schneerson, otherwise known as the Rebbe Rashab. So this is a day that is uh, noted in Chabad, in the world of Chabad Lubavitch. So I thought that I'd mention that for those of you that, that want like to be in the know about these things. So yeah, so... That being said, let's get into today's Tanya, the topic of today's Tanya. I titled this episode, Be Me Up, Scotty. (laughs) And um, this is a reference to the show Star Trek. It's actually a misquote from the show Star Trek, which I actually just found out that it was a misquote today in researching this for the podcast because I'm not a huge Star Trek fan. So you might ask yourself, if I'm not a big Star Trek fan, why did I call the show um, by this phrase, which is a misquote. Good question. Um, so we'll get into that. Uh, the re- So just to explain this a little bit for those that are unfamiliar. So this this misquote, Be Me Up Scotty, what, what that's a reference to is in this show, Star Trek, where these people travel around in a spaceship, I believe it's like a futuristic kind of show. They have this teleportation device that allows the people to transport from, to teleport rather, from one location to the next. And somehow the way that this happens is that they kind of like, their atoms of the person kind of dissolve and get like lifted upwards and then come back down in another location and that's the way that they get transported so the the visual for this is this idea of beaming them up they they beam themselves up um supposedly just uh just to know that this this actual phrase beam me up scotty was never actually used in the show specifically um rather there were times where they said beam us up scotty or scotty beam us up or Mr. Scott, beam us up, or different variations like that. Um, But the phrase, beam me up, Scotty, was never actually used in the show, literally. But (laughs) that being said, the reason why, why why is this even relevant to what we're going to be talking about today? Well, as much as I'm not a fan of the show, and I don't even know if I've ever even seen a full episode of the show, this is the imagery that came to mind to me today, for me today, in, in learning today's Tanya, specifically in relation to the imagery that's used for today's Tanya of likening the mitzvahs or describing the mitzvahs, the commandments from God as being these hollow pillars that elevate, that surround our souls and elevate our souls upward to a much, much higher level, to an incredibly high level. 
And as we'll learn, the reason why these these uh, mitzvahs are likened to pillars is because just like a pillar, like the way that it works is that uh, you think of a house, let's say even the structure of your house that you have. So if you think about the pillars that keep it standing upright, right? What do the pillars do very literally? The pillars connect the top, the ceiling with the bottom so that the house doesn't collapse, so that the collapse, so that the walls don't cave inwards. Uh, it, it's, it is what makes the house the house, right? And it connects the top with the bottom. And as we'll learn, that's exactly what mitzvahs do because what, what is the top in terms of the mitzvahs and what is the bottom? Well, the top is God's will, which interestingly is or is uh, described in terms of being part of the element of keter of the of the attribute of keter, which keter means a crown, but it also is related to the word koteret, which means a capital, which is the capital of a pillar that that part on top of the pillar that surrounds and encompasses the pillar. So it's the it's like the top of the pillar, and the bottom part of the pillar is the physical world. So what connects God's will with the physical world? Are these mitzvahs? Are these these uh, pr- these physical mitzvahs that we do? Which is why when we perform these physical mitzvahs that God asks of us, we are tapping into this. We're allowing ourselves to be encompassed, to be vested, to be enclosed in this pillar, in this pillar that's that connects God's will with the with the earth below, with the physical physical world below, or the physical object that we're doing the mitzvah with below, and it elevates our souls upwards in this like beam me up fashion, which is the imagery that I kind of had in my head, but all the way up to God's will itself, to God's keter. So we're going to get into the text, um, but for today, we're actually going to try a new style, which uh, those of you that follow me on WhatsApp and Facebook and things like that, I've kind of been like asking for some feedback on the style of my podcast, if I should go through the text line by line, if I should cut that part out, give more general summaries, what I should do, especially for the coming year when we're going to have to repeat the whole cycle. And so what I decided to experiment for now, uh, and we'll see how it goes, is instead of going through the text line by line, I'm going to kind of go through the text. Like I I, I do want to get all the details of the text in because I think all the details are really essential and uh, and deep and they really deepen these concepts that I do try to bring up in the introduction and sometimes the summary as well. But I'm going to kind of like give it over in a more summarized format, like more like paragraph by paragraph rather than line by line. So let's try this out. So, okay. So getting into the actual text, but in this new format. So, what, so as mentioned, the, another way that we can refer to God's will in Kabbalistic and Hasidic literature is Ketel, right? This this idea of a crown is a literal translation of it. Or Ketel Elyon, if we want to say like the supernal Ketel, the supernal crown. And according to Kabbalah, found within this Ketel, this supernal Ketel, are 620 pillars of light. So just like if you think about in a home that has pillars, right? Like a brick house or something like that, like your home has these pillars in it that keep it standing. So within Keter too are these pillars. And if you think about a pillar, a pillar is like a circular thing, right? So within the pillar, uh, sometimes it could be hollow, the pillar on the inside. Sometimes it could be, um, it could have other material inside of it, depending on like what the pillar is made up of. Uh, but it's, but it's, there's this like surrounding elements to it, which is why it's interesting. If you look at the word Ketel, which is associated with these pillars, Ketel is also associated with another word, which is Koteret. Koteret means a capital. 
in in English. And a capital, we don't mean like the capital, a capital letter or something like that. We mean like a capital, which is like that part on top of the pillar. If you ever look at those like Greek pillars, it's like that little piece on top that that uh, that hover that it's like the topmost part of the pillar. And it too surrounds like the entire pillar. So there's this like surrounding element to a pillar. So when we think about what we're talking about here, so we know that, okay, so Keter is surrounding something. Keter is associated with Ratzon, with will. So what is it that will surrounds? Will surrounds the brain. It surrounds the the minds, the logical part of the minds. In Kabbalistic uh, understanding, the Chabad, the Chachmah, Bina, and Das. So basically on a technical level, if you want to map it out, the Keter surrounds and is higher than the Chachmah, Bina, and Das. The will is surrounds and is higher than the brain, the mind. Okay, so now that we know what this will is, then this will, this this uh, supernal will of God, in this case that we're talking about, we learned that this will became vested, became manifest, basically, within the mitzvahs, the commandments of the Torah. And we know that the commandments are divided up into the 613 uh biblical commandments, and then the seven rabbinical commandments. And the outstanding feature of the commandments, and uh, really like the the most notable thing about these commandments, says the Alter Rabbah, is that they are pretty much all action-oriented. So these aren't my words. These are the Alter Rabbah's words, where he says, like, practically speaking, they're they're all action-oriented. So what, what does that mean, practically speaking, like, you know, for sake of argument or something like that, because there's, because it's true that most of the commandments are very obviously very action oriented, right? Like you shake Lula Van Estrug, you're using an action, you're doing a physical action with your body. Uh, you're holding a, a physical lulav. you light Shabbos candles. You're actually taking physical Shabbos candles. You're lighting them, putting on tefillin. These are all physical things, but then there's certain commandments that don't seem so obviously action oriented, such as for example, praying, right? So like, um, when you pray, it's that like what, okay, you're using a sitter, but what if you know like the prayers by heart? So it's like, what action are you really doing? So the ultra rabbi says that even speech is an action. And he brings proof for this by citing the Gemara in Sanhedrin, where it says that that, uh, that the moving of the lips is considered like action. Interestingly, side note is that in that Sanhedrin there, what it's actually referring to is when it's talking about the speech being like into action, as it's referencing a blasphemer, that a blasphemer through speaking uh, negatively about God or speaking about God in a way that, that they shouldn't in a heretical way, even just that speech is considered an action. And that's why we call them a blasphemer. But here we're talking about in a positive sense that some of the mitzvahs are, yes, they're just about speech, but that's okay. That that itself is still considered to be uh, an action. And even those commandments, there are certain commandments that even you don't even speak them. They, they actually involve more of your thought or your heart. So these are mitzvahs that involve loving God or fearing God, which we've spoken about many times on this podcast, those two are considered to be physical commandments. And they're done with your physical heart. They're done with your physical minds. And it involves physical men. The commandments were given to us as physical beings, which as physical beings, we have this choice in the matter. We can choose to do them or we can choose not to. And and that was very, that wasn't by accident. So Hashem really gave us this, uh, gave the commandments to us specifically phys- physical beings, souls within bodies, not just the soul as 
on its own. And we'll learn that this, that there's actually something really essential to this and it relates to this whole pillar idea. Because just like a pillar, like a physical pillar that connects the top with the bottom, so too did the whole point of this pillar, the whole point of the mitzvahs is to connect God's ratzon, God's supernal will with the physical world, with physicality below here. And we do this by virtue of us doing, keeping the commandments. So the imagery to use for this that that Alter Rabbi gives is this idea of a pillar. And to think of these commandments as being a hollow pillar, in fact, and the hollow pillar, what does it surround? What's what's like inside the pillar is our souls, is the three aspects of our souls, the nefesh, ruach, and neshama aspects of the soul, the three basic aspects of our souls that are involved in keeping the mitzvahs. And when we keep the mitzvahs, these different parts of our souls ascend upwards. And they ascend upwards in order to be bound up in the bounds of life with God, meaning to say to connect with this Ratana Elion, to connect with the supernal will, with this Keter above. And to see, in fact, something, uh, the experience is actually going to bring them to an, to its even bring us to an even a higher place that's even above this well. So it's like the ascension actually surpasses this well, and it actually leads us to this place, which is called Noam Hashem or Tzachot, which we've mentioned in previous episodes, um, where we talked about this, this pleasantness of God, this, um, it's a reference to the pleasure aspect. It's So remember, we had that whole episode where we talked about the difference between desire and pleasure. And we talked about how desire is the external manifestation of the pleasure. So here, we're talking about how through performing the mitzvahs, yes, it brings us up to the desire, but then it c- takes us even deeper into the level of pleasure, which is the inner aspect of the will of God, which is described as being the pleasantness of God or uh, the the pleasure pleasurable thirst too that's the tzachot. and then the algebra concludes with a little kind of footnote here a little bracket where he says that um there are places like he just kind of wants to point out the fact that there are times when the mitzvahs are actually referred to as being the pnimius of Ketar, the inner aspects of Ketar, and this seemingly contradicts this whole entire section where the altar is clearly saying that it's the external aspects aspect of Ketar, namely the ratzon of god so the Altarabbas says that you should know that people who know Kabbalah, people who learn Kabbalah, know that these terms are like really very relative. And um, there's this idea of when we say inner, when we say outer, it's like these things, these terms are, are very relative. There's the inner of the inner, there's the outer of the inner outer uh to an infinite degree on every level so just keeping that in mind so like for this that doesn't so that the fact that in some places the mitzvahs are described as being the inner aspect of Keter does not contradict the fact that here we're focusing on the fact that they are the outer aspect namely the will of god so that is it for today and so uh, please let me know what you think about this new format i'm kind of liking it honestly <laughs> it's kind of an experiment um but let me know if you see a difference if you feel a difference uh what your thought thoughts are i'm really excited as we're nearing the end of the cycle uh, of the Tanya. It's not too far off. I'm sort of preparing in my mind for the coming year. So I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd always like to hear feedback. Um, once again, uh, I actually just recently posted uh, some feedback that somebody gave me. I love getting feedback from you guys, whether in a uh, in a voice note format or in a written format. It really encourages me to keep this podcast going. So if you have any feedback, positive or negative, you know, I'm open to criticism as well, to constructed constructive criticism that is, I'd love to hear it. Um, it really, again, encourages me and helps me, me uh, 
have the motivation to keep this going because it does take a lot, quite a bit of work and time. And, uh, and yeah, and again, we have sponsorship opportunities as well. Anybody who wants to sponsor an episode, that would also be really helpful. Um, uh, the information for that, I believe is on my website. It is taught.com. If you can't find it there for some reason, I know I need to put a little bit more effort into the website. You can also just, um, you know, message me on YouTube or WhatsApp or however it is that you know how to contact me. I'm, I'm pretty easy to find Facebook, whatever it is. So Instagram as well. So that's it for today. And so again, just the final message of today is just that doing these mitzvahs is a really powerful thing because what it's doing is that it's connecting us down here in on this physical earth with our higher highest source above we're being beamed up beaming up scotty um through our mitzvahs to um to the high to the supernal will above and even higher than that to the actual pleasure of god above which is uh, the highest of all of all levels so that's it for today and i look forward to continuing with this tomorrow and i will speak to you then oh and final note is i just realized i think i forgot to mention where the context of where we're at sometimes i forget to do that today we are still in the middle of epistle 29 of yersa kodesh in the tanya thanks for listening to the it is top podcast hosted by sarit switzer this podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather avraham yitzhak ben binyamin cohen of blessed memory Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow. And until then, have a great day.